We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Lucky Luffy Podcast? The Anor Boys are definitely in the building. I'm your boy Sean Davis, that dude, the original Lucky Luffy himself, Malik Zaire. We're brought to you by Anor Whiskey, anorwhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, anorwhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Got to do it responsibly. Left, practice one is in the books for spring. We'll talk about Marcus Freeman and what he had to say about today's practice and some things in the offseason. I have some exciting things. The left, left, I was sending him pictures and, you know, we're joking about things, but there are certain things that I saw left that I think are going to make you and fighting Irish fans really happy. Really, really happy. And then we're going to talk about Michael Mayer seemingly settling in. And these mock drafts, you know, sort of on the rise. Maybe as people are stopping the process of overthinking mm-hmm. and just going with the production and what he's put on film. And will Isaiah Foskey land in the first round? We'll talk about that. It's a pretty cool day, Left. Pretty cool day. Different, to say the least. That's 7.35 a.m. start, bro. Because I'm coming from Central, driving to the Eastern time zone. So I think I hopped on the E-Way at like 5 in the morning. He get there and it was cool. I was shocked that that there were recruits there that early. I was like, okay. I expect the recruits to be there this weekend. There are a couple of recruits there as well today. But you walk up. Man, everything's lit. The campus is still dark because the sunrise hasn't happened yet. And you pull up, and the only building that's lit is that football building. You start, man, you start feeling it. Was it? Is it the indoor that y'all went to? Yeah, went to the indoor. That's a nice building. So you start feeling the vibe, like okay, this is this is the only thing lit on the campus. No one really was out. Students weren't out, and you walk in. And it's like everybody's just buzzing. It was definitely a buzz in the building surrounding this spring. And Apple Podcast, let me do this. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. 
Lucky Lucky Podcast, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No lucky lefty question of the day. You guys ask any question you want to ask about spring practice or anything that I might have seen or anything you might know. Just make sure you put QOTD, QOTD for question of the day. I'll make sure we get to it. Left. The quarterbacks are different, bro. That's that's the first first thing I noticed off the bat. Quarterbacks are different. Quarterbacks are different. As you would expect. As you would expect. Yeah. You know. Now, I will say this. We, we did not go ahead. You're right. It should be different because there's no more excuses for that run. So I'm glad that you saw something different the first day because we knew it wasn't going to be the same after Drew Pine left this last year. So I'm glad it looks like how we assumed it should be if we want other things to start activating as well. If you had me today to rank the throwers of the ball in the quarterback room, just today, practice one. It's really deba- one would be could be debatable because beauty can be in the eye of the beholder, right? I could see someone saying Hartman one after watching today. I could see someone saying Tyler number one. Tyler threw some beautiful balls, some beautiful deep balls today, bro. Now, of course, it's just drills. Yeah, we didn't get to watch the scrimmage. Tyler threw some beautiful balls. His arm is much stronger. You can see 
you can see he's starting to believe. It's not about us. It's not about anybody else. You can see he's starting to believe in himself. Sam Hartman is Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman has beautiful yeah. balls. Sam Hartman's like the rabbit. He's yes. the rabbit in the race. He just set the pace. Yo, beautiful ball placement. They were throwing out routes to the boundary. Timing, just beautiful ball placement. Steve Angeli might have the biggest arm. Ball placement every now and then is, uh, but he might have the biggest arm out of the group right now. Well, you know, Steve's six, what, six, four or something? He's pretty yeah. big, isn't he? Yeah. See, yeah. He ain't no little guy. Yeah. And then, yo, people, let me tell you something. That cat eight is eight is smooth, bro. Ain't just his demeanor left. It's something about his demeanor, bro. You said like, Aiden? I said number eight. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what was, I'm talking about. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah number, yeah, yeah. number eight was back in the red jerseys, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it looked good on the little the little clip I saw. It made it look a little effortless. Like he out there Dude, just he, in the park. In his the park, whole, just passing around. Everything about him is just cool. The release. The throw, everything's easy. You can tell his arm is going to get stronger as he, you yeah, know, he stronger. as he grows. But man, his game is just easy. It's just easy. And I love it. I love it. So the floor of the quarterback room has definitely been raised. And I would that's right. put Hartman and Buckner 1A and 1B. And I would put Min Minchie, dude, accurate. Just smooth, might not have arms strength right now, similar to Angeli and some of the other uh, veterans, but he's just smooth, man. He's just smooth. That's right. There's just something That's about right. him. I like when, that order. When you watch him throw the ball, it's just something about him, man. He's just smooth. And I'm not the only one that mentioned this today. He's just really smooth when you watch him go through the reps and, and the benefit. You know, we'll get to this because Marcus Freeman talked about it. You were right, left. In the practices last year, Tommy Reese would coach the quarterbacks in the drills, and then when they went to the scrimmage, he would call the plays, and then he would say something to the quarterbacks, you know, after the play. But he had to immediately then go back to Yeah, you you do your script. job. You got to do your job. You got to hold this year. Jared Parker can say something to the quarterback after the go play. Do his job. Right. And go do his job. And then Gino was right. Just, just, just talking through it. Just talking yes. through it. You know, answering questions, comments. He's throwing his two piece in there. He's trying to see if guys is comfortable, if they know what's going on. When it's just a one way, it's just a blah, 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 blah. All right. I disappeared for five, ten minutes till you go again, you know. Yeah. Now you stuck talking to your teammates, you in and out of paying attention. You you know what I mean? So having that constant uh voice is a is a real calming effect that you give your quarterbacks. Uh especially if you let's say you don't do good on your last play mm -hmm. you're in rotation. Now you on the sideline with a million thoughts in your head. And and your OC slash quarterback coach calling the next round. You can't even get your questions. You know what I'm saying? So having a quarterback coach, I'm I'm glad that uh it's already showing 
improvement. Yeah. But also, it's it's exciting to see the roster, in your opinion, in a, on a first day, uh, similar to kind of the things we talked about earlier on how it should, the order should be going down going into it. And I think because of that, and Marcus Freeman talked about that uh, a little bit when he met with the media, and we'll get to it. And one of the things he mentioned is just when he looked at things he wanted to improve, he just wanted to improve drills that would increase the tempo and increase the competition. And we saw that because they have five quarterbacks in camp. And Gino Gadouli, this is what I love about Gino Gadouli. Even when I watched his practice clip from Cincinnati, Gino is so vibrant. The Gino does the drills, bro. Like he's doing the drills with the quarterbacks. Like whatever drill they do, he's right there, dude. Right. So they had this one drill. Well, you know, it's five quarterbacks. So he's the six, and they're standing about twenty yards from each other, and they're throwing the ball to each other, getting loose going through some other things, but then they went into this drill with the running backs and they were practicing RPOs. So you can already, that was the first thing they practiced, the RPO. And last year they were practice RPO and Tommy was pretty much focused on the throw, right? So they, they hand the ball off to the running back and then a GA will hike a ball to them after they hand the ball off, and then they have to complete an out route to the boundary of the field, right? So it gives them the effect of the pull and giving at the same time. It's a nice little drill. Well, last year, Tommy would be focused on the pass, and Dylan McCullough will be focused on the running backs and their footwork and making sure they get secure the ball and everything. And that was the same thing. So Jared Parker's there. He's looking. Dylan McCullough is there. But, yo, Gino is, like, right there coaching on, no, you got to do this. Make sure you do this. Make sure you, the exchange is like this. Make sure you carry out the fake like this. Just the fundamentals. And that's the stuff you talked about, Left, that I think, in my opinion, was missing for the quarterbacks in their development at Notre Dame. And it's not so much during practice. You talked about this. It's more important. Monday through Thursday for these young men to have Gino Gadouli to go talk to. 100%. It's a, it's a build-up process. It's a, it's a thing where um, Notre Dame is a lot like being a baker. You know, you have to work on layering throughout the week on building information and building your case and building your, your recipe uh, one step at a time. And you can't really skip processes and steps in making your cake, in building your game plan going into the week because it can't be an overdrive where you're doing uh, too much to process and it can't be uh, underwhelming where you're not getting the specific things needed uh, in clutch moments in the game. And I think uh, what I've noticed in having a quarterback coach when I was in school, especially at Florida, was the fact that I got to build my personal game plan Mm -hmm. uh, going into a game with my quarterback coach as opposed to the game plan going into the game uh, with the team. Like a quarterback needs to have his own utility belt going into the game of different thoughts that you have in situations, uh, different plays you like against different looks, different checks, 
certain players on certain downs that you want to go after, mismatches that you want to notice, uh, run checks that you want to have, things that you can't all fit on a game plan you're trying to show to the 11 guys on offense, but things that you build with your quarterback coach on Monday, you work on, we're going to watch third down tape. Tuesday, we watch blitz tape. Wednesday, we do red zone. And so you're building notes as the day is going on with your quarterback coach. QB, in a, as a as an OC, you just getting the plays for the week. <laughs> All right, guys, we're, we're liking this set of plays for these looks and these reads, and this is what we're rolling with. We got to rep it all week. Quarterback coaches, okay, we got these plays now. This is what the QC is thinking, or um, the OC is thinking on third down. These two plays for these looks that we're expecting. Let's get into what the defensive coordinator is really trying to do. Thursday, perfect example of a QB coach. Thursday, you're working on the two-minute drill. And what's important about watching film on that is you, from a quarterback coach, you're going to know, okay, what is the defensive coordinator's favorite plays, the call in a two-minute drill, because usually those are your safest calls when you're moving fast. A co- offensive coordinator, a two-minute drill, you're working offensively. Okay, these are the players you want to hit. As a quarterback coach, you're saying this is what the defense wants to do during the two minutes. So it's a different perspective of, you know, building into the week on getting ready, and that also builds confidence. I think a lot of the times when Tyler got in trouble, it was due to not having those side conversations you would get from a quarterback coach that he would understand in the moment. Looking at it from a fan perspective and just as a teammate even, you're like, what are you doing? You know, like, why would you – but as a quarterback coach, he can explain, talk through it, give you advice on what to look for specifically instead of saying, oh, we're going to read the play. A quarterback coach would be like, okay, put your eyes on this specific player. If he moves left, you go right. If he goes right, you go left. Instead of saying, oh, how did you not see the safety roll down in the corner play over top of the linebacker? Come? You know, it's too much, you know, so I think you're going to see a better, more polished Tyler faster now that we have a quarterback coach, which I think would be great if this was the case without Sam because this would be a perfect roll-in situation for Tyler Buckner to get comfortable with two guys that are like his guys that know he's the starter, you know, instead of the competition thing. And then Kenny would look even better as a day one guy in the backup role as opposed to, man, if he just could get more reps, but he can't because of the chart, you know, the depth chart so thick that he's flashing. So this is good to see. It's definitely good to see, bro. And you have to love it, right? As I said before, you know, this is the spring practice report. Day one is in the books. The media, we were allowed to watch mostly uh, warm-ups, special teams, drills, and then the quarterbacks throwing shells, things of that nature. And then once they went to full scrimmage, live scrimmage, they kind of like hit the whistle and kicked us out. Like, all right, time to go. So hopefully Saturday will be the first scrimmage part. We'll get it, be able to watch with all the big time. You would think they would want to open it up with all the big time recruits coming in. That's the way it was last year. 
they had a big recruiting weekend. It was the day after the pro day, and they allowed us to see the full scrimmage. So um, what we're working off here is just what we were able to see. As I said before, that's also one asked about the offensive line. We did not get to see offensive line units come out as far as the scrimmage. We did see them drill. Uh, they drilled two on two. Well, you know, in twos, one-on-one power drive blocking was the focus. And then it got to second-level blocking. I saw Joe Rudolph over in the corner, very animated, not as loud as Harry Heaston, <laughs> but definitely very animated and definitely coaching just as hard. And Joe Alt is, def- is the leader. It's easy. He He's the dude. He's the dude. They even put out a video when they first arrived and came into the building. He was the one that was leading the group. And when you watch them move through their drills, it's him and Blake Fisher. They're the leaders. And I would put Zeke Carell right there as well. Those three, when they finally did go to the three the uh, three guys working together, it was uh, Alt, Fisher, and Zeke Carell. Yeah, so, and that's and those are the leaders you want. I want Blake Fisher and Joe Alt and Zeke Carell to be uh, still holding it down, you know, holding the fort down, keeping the culture strong yeah. in the offensive line because that's what you need is leadership in, in a position like that when you're such a group think how the offensive line is. You need those guys that, that know what's going on to yeah. be uh, aggressive about what's going on and get guys on board and be like, all right, we back in the swing of things. You know, that's the great part of having veteran old linemen is that, all right, we know we don't have to take days off. We know what to do. No. Yeah. On point. Yeah. Which is good. No Rudolph. Cause he's like, man, I just got to go in there. Man, and hit the ground running. Right. <laughs> he could pretty much say, man, let me really focus on the recruiting class because <laughs> I could just press play and y'all y'all get to it, you know. And I might throw my one or two comments in, but that's what you want as a coach. But left, what do you always say? The best teams are player lit, player driven. You that's say right. that all the time, left. The that's best right. teams are player driven, and that's why the offensive line stays consistent year to year. That unit is a player driven unit. Quarterback, we're doing some some surgery work. We done brought in another uh, doctor for reference. We patching things up, but it's looking good. It's got life in it. But the O-line is a self-automated AI machine. You know, they they want those Amazon warehouses. They're just putting the boxes on the machine, letting that thing roll. Man, let me tell you something. That's a lot to get to, Left. That's a lot to get to. I don't even know if we're going to get to the defense today. <laughs> we just, we're still on the offense, right? We haven't even brought up Marcus Freeman and the things he had to say in the press conference. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube channel. Subscribe, smash that like button, and hit the notification bell so every time we post something or we go live, you will know. All of our podcasts, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, leave five stars, leave your comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It was good to see the crew, too. You know, spoke to my boy LeVon Whitaker. You know, saw B. Drisk in the house. Man, first time meeting Sean Styers face-to-face. That was a pleasure. And look forward to chopping it up with him at the Pro Day. And, um, and some of the other guys. You know, the B. Eric Hansen is always, I always tip my hat to the legend every time I see him. You know, and all the other guys. It was just good, man. You felt like, okay. Like, I know we still have to wait four or five months, but, like, I feel like, man, I'm on the roller coaster and they strapped me in. You, right. They haven't started the ride yet, but I'm in my seat and I'm strapped in and I'm ready to go. That was the feeling you get going to that first practice today. So we'll get to some of these questions, too, before we get to Marcus Freeman level. So that should make you happy. Let me tell you something else. I don't know if it was Gino Gadouli. I don't know if it's Jared Parker, but they have this drill because I told you about the uh, RPO drill and it was not a slow mess drill. No, it was not a slow mess drill. It was your normal RPO drill, which leads you to believe that that's going to be part of the offense. And the next drill was the one where I was like, what well, left would love this for? <laughs> left and love this drill. So basically, they came out as a quarterback wide receiver drill, 11 personnel, right? So that means three wides, one tight end. Uh, the first group that came out, Holden States was the tight end. Uh, you had Deion Cozy on the outside. You had Tobias Merriweather on the other side. And you had Jaden Thomas in the slot. Now, I'm not saying those are the starters. I'm That's just a nice that, group. I'm just saying that was the first group of receivers. Wait, Styles wasn't in there? No, they had Styles working the boundary. On oh, the a single group. receiver. They had him working the boundary in the single set. I oh, mean, so uh, Tobias. So he was, but he was behind Dion. Oh, okay. On that. Okay. No, no, you're right. He was behind Tobias. Okay. He was behind Tobias because they had Tobias in the boundary today. And they, they had, had in the ATS field. slot. And Dion at the X. Yes. So Dion Cozy must be trying to make some. This is what Dion Cozy. Hey, <laughs> Dion Cozy changed his number. That dude is oh, zero okay. now. Oh, okay. Zero now left. Okay. He changed his number. New attitude. He was leading the drills and the stretches at the for the wide receivers. Oh, a new attitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's so kind of surprising. Yeah, I'm waiting for the scrimmage now. Like, okay, let's 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 see what you got. So he changed wow. to zero from 16. Defensively, Xavier Watts changed from 26 to zero. Chris Tyree. So hold on, hold on. So so no Caleb Smith in the first group. I'm no, Caleb please. Smith was in the second group with your boy Zoe. Hart. Oh, Zoe. Okay, so Zoe, yeah. Caleb Smith, and then any freshmen in the uh, second no, group? No, all the freshmen were third group mixed in with the second group every now and then. Okay, okay. And we'll guess. Yes, people. Yes. 19 is a dude. Yes. That is that's Jane Greathouse. Jane Greyhouse, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying that based upon anything I saw from a scrimmage, you know, it's viral already. He had a catch in warm-ups. Chance he overthrew it. This dude jumped, snagged, turned his body. He's he's that dude. Yeah, he's that dude. You just you can watch left. You tell me all the time, just watch cats move, and there are certain dudes that just move different. Yeah, than everybody else. He moves different. He moves different. You know who else I like, though? Who has a chance from a body type to be like an Enjigba Smith? Rico. Rico has really big legs, bro. Really? Yeah, Rico got some sneaky big legs, bro. I think Rico might, if they work him in the slot. He's tall, too, right? Uh, Rico might be legit, like maybe 6'1 and a half, 6'2. I didn't see the official measurements. Hmm. They gave us paperwork, but I was told the uh, measurements weren't precise on the paper they gave us today. Okay. So I'll see if we get some updated ones this weekend. But uh, Braylon, tall, on the thin side, they yeah. all need to gain weight. Yeah, but it was I, like I, you I, could I, just I, tell the body type, the body type of Rico, once he adds weight, it's like, okay. He, he's going to be a strong wide receiver. And Jaden, Jaden is already darn near 200. Yeah, he's huge. That's why I, he's thought, like, I think he's I like thought, 202 right now. I thought Jaden would be the, the leader of the group doing the stretch, this, that, and the third. For all the wide receivers? Just, just be. Yeah, I thought he was going to take the number one role this year. Similar styles. But it's good to see Deion Cozy go in there and, and take command. Well, I think they are giving him a chance. Because, I mean, that's kind of coming out of left field, wouldn't you well, say? See, remember, if you remember last year, we talked about it on our post-game show for the Blue and Gold game. I told you about the interaction that Marcus Freeman had with Deion Cozy when he dropped that pass from Drew Pine early in the first quarter on a key third down. He walked straight up to him and said, yo, we need you this year. So the coaches have high expectations of him because they feel like he's a difference maker. And you saw when he came back from injury, Drew Pine immediately started connecting with him right. in games on third down. So he's obviously doing something in practices for people to have that level of confidence and expectation in him. So we'll see. But the drill, they come out in 11. Let me finish up the drill. They come out in 11, three wide receivers, the tight end, and all four quarterbacks get balls, and they're throwing the four different routes, right? So Jaden, so the slot receiver 
the tight end runs like an option stop route or out route. Um, the slot receiver runs a corner. And then the um, boundary receiver was running a pretty much a straight fly. And then the um, field receiver was running an out. Hmm. You know, so it was like all four quarterbacks were throwing. And then they would switch positions. So all three, all four quarterbacks, all five quarterbacks, should I say, had an opportunity to throw each ball. So either you're throwing a seam route, throwing an out route from the inside or a crossing route with the tight end. Oh, that's or, the clip that all four of them was throwing? Yeah. yeah. Kenny looked pretty good in that one. Yeah, like I told you, Kenny, you know, I'm telling you, that's I was sitting next to B. Drisk, and it was just like, okay. Just smooth, man. Just smooth. Like, yeah, you see that strength is going to come, and he needs to add strength, arm strength, but just a smooth throw of the football. And no name's lucky to get him as late as they got him in the recruiting process. He's a quality quarterback. That's a quality quarterback to get that late in the process. That's that's, that's like a double bonus when you add Sam Hartman coming in via the transfer portal. And like I said, to me, Tyler looked the best of the quarterback, the most confident of the well, quarterback. Well, yeah, he should. This Tyler's and job he, technically lose, right? He should. You're right. You should, especially with most of, you know, Gino Gadu. Especially him teaching. Uh, He's yeah. teaching the incoming coaches, getting them caught up on different looks. Same thing with Sam Harmon. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing is Sam Harmon and Tyler, they moved, They were moving together. Like you saw them talking to each other, moving together. So it's like it's cool. They're competing. They know they're competing. But it's like, it ain't cool. it, well, it shouldn't be cool. <laughs> but at least you see them talking together, throwing together, moving together. It's a unit. And I think that comes from having a quarterback coach. That quarterback coach will keep things copacetic. Copacetic. Yeah. Even with competition being in the midst. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Right. Because Kenny is competing with Steve Angeli. Don't get it twisted. Yes. 100%. Kenny, Kenny is like, okay, I might not be the top two, but I'm, I'm jumping I'm, you. I'm leaving him for something. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> jumping you this year. That's the competition. And that's the way it should be. It yeah. absolutely should be that way. And you love it. You have to love it. Wide receivers look good, left. Against our DBs? I just think the benefit of the floor of the quarterback room being raised is going to benefit the wide receivers during the spring. I just really believe that, left. I really believe that. Like when you know you have good quarterbacks as a wide receiver group, it 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 extends your confidence to want to go out and make plays. So it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be very interesting moving forward. Now tight end. Kevin Bauman's out. Mitchell Evans, holding stage is number one. Mitchell Evans is right behind him. The depth of the tight end room is questionable. Well, Eli Raritan, and I think Eli Raritan should be back for the fall, hopefully. And even if he gets back for the fall, I'm not sure if he starts the season. He might not really show up until like week four or five, realistically. Uh, Bauman should be back. He's dealing with a knee. 
But it's the same thing. So that tight end situation, because you know 12 personnel was a formation that Notre Dame has loved previously under Tommy Reese. But with the lack of depth, that 11 personnel that we watched them go through might be, which would be, man, how would it be to see Notre Dame come out majority of the time in three wide receiver sets? Don't give, that me, would... don't give me hype. Don't give me hype. It would be refreshing, I think, if anything, to see that. Not that we don't love our tight ends, but yeah, we not we haven't been rolling with a look like that in a while. Yeah. Yeah. On a consistent basis, you know, we'll we'll show it, you know, say we can do it, but that being a threat in our offense is another. We also have a change or an addition to the wide receiver room left. Hmm. Chris Tyree was working with the wide receivers, bro. Yeah, that's fair. Wait a minute. This is so crazy. I don't know if you remember this, and I double-checked it when I got home. Do you remember the day after the Avery Davis? I went to spring. I went to fall practice. Avery Davis got hurt. We come back, we do a show, and you said, this is why you're left. You said we need to move Chris Tyree to wide receiver right now. Oh, yeah. You said I'm, it in that show. Because he just you said. You said don't leave Xavier Watts alone. Because yeah. they were thinking about moving Xavier Watts back to wide receiver. You said leave him alone. Move Chris Tyree to wide receiver right now. I Absolutely. wonder how beneficial it would have been if he had a full year to work in that position where he would be right now. Great replacement for Avery Davis. It would have been, and I think for him especially, it's important for Chris Tyree to be a slot receiver in this year's offense because the running back room is just so much more uh, versatile for what the run game could be in an effective level. And for Chris Tyree to be more effective, that slot position, that guy that's running the motions and the, and the jet sweeps and the inside corner routes and the flies and the over routes, he could be way more dangerous in that aspect because he's able to do more and have better mismatches than just the running back room and how it's cooked up right now. You got young guys that are ready to play that are a little bit bigger, you got your guys that are veterans that are a little bit stronger, a little bit more uh, size to be running in between the tackles. So for Chris Tyree to transition, similar to how Avery Davis transitioned from quarterback to slot, Chris Tyree's transition from running back to slot will be more beneficial for him going into uh, the draft this year to show that not only can he be a third down back, but he can be an effective back like a Raheem Mozart in some cases where he's not getting all the running back reps, but you might see him on the on the edge or on the on the slot position doing some things. So I think it would be a very smart and wise decision for Chris Tyree to have effectiveness as a slot receiver. And then you can still play some running back on some split back, put Audric and Chris Tyree back there, or Jadarian and Chris Tyree. I mean, you can really running back room is deep. And I think he would get less carries if he stayed just a running back, just because I want to see the other guys run the ball too. 
and it's only one football, so he's making a smart move. Jabron Payne looked good running the ball today. Because we talk talking about number four. This he's like four for the depth, depth chart. And yeah, I'm looking B Driskin and I looking like yo. Okay. Jabron Payne is nice now. He coming okay. from Ohio, so them type of running backs. Of course, here just we go. Carrying a, a different type of weight to him, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't Aldrick, but he 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 not Logan either. No, he's like a he's like a in between an Aldrick and a Logan because he's not super duper fast, but he's fast on the field. You go, oh, he he kind of he kind of get to the second level quick. Yeah, you know, so that's a running back that I'm sure you know. Knock on wood, not everybody. Gets, stays healthy and everything, but if he was to happen to come into a game, yeah, you'll be like, "Oh, we got him too." Okay, okay, that's that's kind of nice. Jadarian Price, you know, I'm ready to see Jadarian Price in action. That's right, because right. he's fully he's recovered and he is game action. He look, all you have to do is take one look at how chiseled he is, and you know he's put in the work. To get back from injury, that's a difficult injury. It's not a question of whether or not he's put. It. It's just a question of whether or not they took one look at Darian Price and moved Chris Tyree to receiver. Bro, <laughs> that kind of Darian Price. <laughs> hey man, you might it's as well cool. put a cape on that dude with some spandex and just call him a super. He looks the part. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He looks yeah. so much like the number one running back. Like, oh yeah. man. Yeah. And it's crazy because we got Audrey, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So the running back room and offensive line, strong, right? But I just really yeah. want to talk about Jared Parker, right? Left, and this is just me hypothesizing from what I saw in an hour and five minutes, right? They're not about to sit around and do the same thing, even though they're going to be working within the framework of the same offense. That's the impression I get. Different strategy, same. Same framework and structure. structure. But different strategy. Like you got a sink that you use in the left side the whole time. But now you just use the right side. Is this a farmhouse sink? I'll be a farmhouse sink too. That's just my preference. It's got to be a farmhouse sink. I like the farmhouse sink left. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna apply a snob. Apply a snob, good. I'm gonna apply a snob. I'm a man. Are you crazy? I will walk through Home Depot looking at refrigerators for like two hours, bro. Are you kidding? All right. Me? So what's so what's the most important appliance in the kitchen? The most important? Like the number one thing you got to have. That depends. I, like me and my wife debate this all the time. <laughs> all the time. I right? think a knife set is very important. For me, dude, for me, it's the stove. Really? Yes. For me, it's the stove, right? I don't like the, uh, the ones that heat up. I got to see the fire come out of it. The missus loves the dishwashers, dude. Oh, uh, y'all not y'all not hitting the. She's like, no, no, 
No, see, no, no. She has to have like the different stages. You have to be able to have stackability on different levels. He dropping the Tide Pods. Dropping the top. It's kind of like refrigerator. No, refrigerator is really one for the misses. Then I'll probably say dishwasher. For me, you know, I don't like the electric stove. No, 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 no. I'm no, an old don't. school dude. I'm an old school dude now. Yes, if you get the combo, especially <laughs> some of those antique French-made stoves, mm. the cordon joints, I'm with that. So, you know, back to Notre Dame cooking with grease since we're talking appliances right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Notre Dame offensively really is cooking with grease. And I totally agree with everyone that feels the expectation of this offense being more explosive. You should feel that way. You, you should absolutely feel that way. Just sticking right? to our appliance references, all we need the receivers to do is be that Japanese knife set. You know what I'm saying? We was working with butter knives last year. We need to be that Wagyu cutter. You know, you need a different type of knife for that Wagyu. So we need to be the Japanese knife set. We got the cast iron. Okay. For the quarterback. Now we can cook. You know what I'm saying? Now you can't have you can't have a dope stove and have terrible skillets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we see last year we was using the uh what they say the stainless steel. Yeah. uh, Iron stick, no. Yeah, you can't do it. If you don't have that cast iron skillet, you can't make cornbread. You That's can't strictly make for cornbread. <laughs> That's strictly for cornbread. You gotta have the right materials, man. You gotta have the right materials to cook everything right in the kitchen, baby. Jared Parker, you got the uh-huh. right materials. You, Jared Parker has the right materials, bro. Yeah, they gave you right? the master chef appliances. See, Sam Hartman might be the corning stone skillets. You know what I'm saying? The ones when you cook and yeah. you just wipe them. It's all in one. It's rinse all them out all at once, yeah. real smooth. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that meal needs an accompaniment of cornbread. And that's Tyler. Tyler's that Tyler's that cornbread. Get you the tough yards. That's right. You know what I mean? Bring them in in situations. That cornbread is important. It's important. Because you know you got the refrigerator. You always gonna keep cool with that big refrigerator up front. We got the one with the TV on the front. You know, one of them, you touch, you touch right. music. You can, you, can, you can order from Amazon Fresh, tells you the weather and traffic, everything. Absolutely. Facts. That's going to be right. <laughs> J.R. Parker sitting in the five-star kitchen right now. <laughs> you cannot burn up the food this time. Ain't no way. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.